My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith and I host the Scars and Guitars podcast. This is my conversation with the frontman for the band For All Eternity. His name is Shane Carroll and the reason for the discussion was to promote the band's then upcoming new release which is called The Will to Rebuild. Let's hear what Shane has to say. Here we go. Copy which he duly delivered, and mate, you guys are to be congratulated on a heck of a bloody release here. I've, I've interviewed, oh, thank you. I've interviewed over 170 artists this year, and which of course means that I've dived into their albums, mate. And um, mate, you know, for for a, it's not just for a metalcore release, but for an overall metal release, you've really got it all going on there. You can really tell the attention to detail that you've put in. Oh, thank you, mate. No, I do appreciate that. We've um, we've gone to, we've gone to. I guess the first links that we ever have as a band to to make something you know unique and great and intricate. So, no, very appreciative, mate. Thank you. So, I really like the video for the cut derailed actually, and from what I've heard um, from the album, you know, I've listened to it probably two or three times since I got access to the um, the MP3s via Horlick. So. The album's called The Will to Rebuild for the listener. Sorry, I should let you know, mate, I am recording this for the purposes of releasing it as a podcast episode. I guess of course, you, of course. <laughs> I guess you gathered that when I said I hosted a radio show, so anyway, I'll continue. <laughs> mate, but your new album, it's a, it's an album that I feel is going to give you guys a profile in Europe and stateside, but, mate, you've already got one there, as I've just found out, because I've gone to your Facebook page, and you've got well over 50,000 likes, which is rather large for, for an Australian band. Um, yeah. Um, you know, so how, how did you get so many bloody Facebook likes? Because they're they're legit, aren't they? That's genuine. That's not bots or yeah, absolutely, likes, isn't it? Um, I think I think I think we've just been um, I think we've just been really fortunate. We got on. Um, I mean, in terms of on Facebook, we've just we've been really in the mix with um, advertising and um, you know outreach on our Facebook page uh, for years and years. Uh, we've we've had in excess of. Um, I mean. Going back, going back as far as say, I mean, I would even say that in 2000, 2013, 2014, we've had in excess of, you know, thirty five, forty thousand likes. So, um, yeah, we've 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 been really fortunate. I guess, I guess, like, like you said, mate, we do have, we do have quite a quite a following over in the US. Um, and interestingly, you know, different streaming services like Spotify and Apple Music now grant artists like us. Um, to see the back end of who's streaming our music and things like that, um, and yeah, it's crazy to see some of the countries that uh, that our music's um, being listened to. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's. I think it's just. I think it's just. Um, I, I, I think it's to do with our style of music. I think it's a very approachable, I guess, brand of of, of metal that we that we um, that we put out. Um, and yeah, I, I guess it, especially in the in the states, like. Um, you know, many, many times we've been on tour with, you know, with American bands and things like that. And all the time they've, um, they've always just told us that, you know, the style of music you guys play, the sound you guys have is just, is just so perfect for the US market. And I guess we've always been aware of that. So we've always been really, really thoughtful to market ourselves over there. Uh, and consequently we've got a pretty great following there. So, yeah. So, um, I've got a I've got a few questions, but I think what I'm going to do is I, I had planned to ask some other questions. Scott, I'll start again. I was going to talk about the the album, but what I want to do actually now is uh, we'll get to that. But what I want to do is I want to talk about the fact that you are a band from Sydney and you are a rare band from yes. Sydney that's broken large. It must be said. Now, I've got no doubt that Sydney has its own thriving metal scene, but there really hasn't been many bands rise to national and international prominence for decades. Is really yourself and Die Art as Murder at the moment. 
Um, and we could almost claim Lauren Hart from Once Human, but she's an American national uh, who just happened to spend some time yeah. in Australia. So my, my question for you is, is that how well yeah. supported are you through your Sydney shows and how is the support you've received locally? How does that fare when you could compare it to, say, what you what you get in Melbourne or Brisbane or even when you go to the US? Um, well, in- interestingly, mate, I guess just with the, with the changing... Uh, I guess the changing of, of the music scene in terms of, uh, you know, people, people largely, um, you know, streaming music now. Um, the, the music industry is a very different place to, like, whereas I would say, you know, we, we in 2000 and, uh, 2013, 2014, we were, we were on tours all year round. We were, were very consistently on the road. Um, traveling all over Australia and New Zealand. We've been very fortunate to, you know, be on some really amazing tours with some amazing bands. Um, we've actually taken the touring side of things back a peg um, over the last maybe couple of years. We, we've actually only played, this is funny to say, we've only played one show um, in in 2017, which was actually in California. We played a, a festival, which was a label showcase, a 20-year anniversary label showcase for our our label face down records over in California. Um, but we did it, we did it, we did an awesome, awesome Australian tour last year, which we were, you know, we were so stoked. We had such a great, uh, had such a great turnout, pretty much the best, the best headlining shows we've ever played. Um, not only, not only just in Sydney, but in Brisbane and Melbourne as well. Um, and yeah, like I was saying, just the change of climate in terms of, um, in terms of the music scene and, you know, young bands coming through. You wouldn't, you wouldn't. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think so much unless you really thought about it. But a local music scene is really, um, is really in the hands of, of uh, new bands being created, like new bands coming together in the area and yep. stirring interest in, you know, um, you know, when you when you play when you play a show, um, you know, you get a whole bunch of you know local talent on the on the bill to support. And, and truthfully, over the last couple of years, there's been a lot less. Uh, local bands popping up. So, not to say not to say that the market isn't there anymore, but it's definitely. I mean, people people are much more selective in in um, in shows they attend and, and events that are going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, you know, in in two thousand, like back in, I guess back in the the touring days of our band, you'd go to you go to two, three, four, maybe even five shows uh, a month, and that would just be the norm, you know. Whereas now, people are more selective. Oh, I go to a couple of shows a month or maybe even every couple of months. So, um, but in saying that, mate, yeah, like I said, we did a tour September last year, which was, you know, which was the best headlining tour we've done um, in, in our, in our, in the entirety of our band. So um, we're, we're finding that a bit of more of a selective approach um, is, is paying off when, I mean, when we, when we're on the road and when we're touring, instead of, instead of people just saying, Oh, we'll just catch for all eternity on the next tour. You know, people are, people are engaged to come out because of, I guess the fact that we've doled it back that bit and, and us being on the road is not, not a rare thing, but definitely a more few and far between experience. So we've just announced some shows uh, in throughout New South Wales uh, for January, which we're really excited about. We're playing some shows uh, with, with some other really amazing bands. So, but yeah, no, the, the, the support, the support at home has been fantastic, mate, but um yeah, that's just. I guess that's the way the music scene is at the moment. So you know, you know, as I say, mate, I've, I've done uh, over 170 interviews so far this year, and, a, and a yeah, fra- wow. only, only a fraction of them have been with Australian bands. And you're only the second artist from Sydney that I've interviewed. The others have all come yeah, from wow. Melbourne, 
Western Australia or Perth more specifically. Well, been... there you go, mate. It sounds like there's definitely a shortage of bands coming out of Sydney at the moment. I just, I just, I mean, we sort of, you know, I'm, I'm 39, okay, so uh, when I think about big bands, I'm thinking about, I mean, I know Inexcess started in Perth, but they really gained their prominence through through their time in Sydney. Um, Midnight Oil came from Sydney, ACDC. Yep. Mate, and it's just been this big gap. And now, as I say, there's yourselves, Die Artist Murder, and, and Toe to Toe were doing some pretty cool stuff there for a period of time. Yeah, I, I, don't late... know if, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Northlane as well. They're, they're a band based out of Sydney. They're doing some pretty great things uh-huh. on, a, I forgot on an international there you scale. Go. They are. I'm familiar with yeah, them. I didn't realise they are from Sydney, though. So there's a third one there. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, there you go. But yeah, no, you're right, mate. There's definitely a very finite amount of um, acts coming out of Sydney. So. I mean, we, we definitely definitely regard ourselves very fortunate to have the platform we do and the reach we do and to have so many people around the world listen to our music, mate. It's quite surreal. Yeah, cool, mate. All right, look, let's talk about the album because, man, I'm, I'm gushing in praise of the album. The production is phenomenal. We'll, we'll get <laughs> exactly. to that. But Appreciate it's, that, man. But, mate, the songs are there. The key thing is the songs are there. And, mate, I, I do understand that the lyrics you pen are deeply personal and they reflect your individual experience. Absolutely. But, mate, in your own words, tell us about your lyrical approach on The Will to Rebuild. Well, mate, so, I mean, long story short, and it's, uh, I guess, the, the shortened version is what I'll say now. The longer version is, you know, I guess explicitly detailed in the lyrics, but, you know, we, as a band, we, um, like I said, we, we've definitely had a different approach to how we go about the band and, and what we do in terms of releasing music and touring and things like that. And so, you know, a bit, probably about, probably about, uh, about the time we are on tour last year, actually, we decided that we wanted to write a new album. Uh, so we got off tour um, in September, finished up tour in September and got to write a new album. And um, basically I, I went through I went through a really, really dark time, a real intense personal ordeal. Um, I actually yeah, I actually split up with my wife. Uh, so I'd been married for, for three years and Yeah, no good mate. I mean Sorry under, under that, yeah. yeah. No, nah, you're right, mate. No, that's okay. Under 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 pretty under pretty dire and, and dark circumstances, I um yeah, I, I split up with my wife, and I mean, it, it just it just put me into a, into a, a deep dark hole that I, I thought that I could just never climb out of, and and just the timing of everything and um, how everything came to be, you know, you, you often hear about people, you know, trying to claw their way back to life, and they do it through, you know, drugs or alcohol or you know, self harm. Even some people. Um, with me, I just I just wrote. I just wrote my thoughts down, I wrote how I, I wrote what I was going through. I just wrote it on paper, I wrote it on my phone, I'd be I'd be I'd be somewhere and I'd just I'd something would just come to me, just just born out of grief, born out of this this heartbreak that I that I was enduring. And and at the time, I mean I was I mean, I don't know if you've ever gone through grief or heartbreak yourself, mate, but I was bedridden. I I, I didn't get out of bed for a month, I think. Well, okay. Yeah. Um and um you know I hadn't I hadn't. I barely eaten. I I barely slept. I you know. I I went. I went from. I went from not sleeping at all, like a, 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 an amount of probably two, three hours a night. Uh, on in some instances, not even at all. To then just not being awake. So, my my body just. I mean, at times my mind was optimistic, and I thought, yeah, I'm getting through this. You know, a couple months down the track, but my body was still just still in this stage of grief and yeah like I said Matt I just wrote and I um and I just was able to was able to really um 
I was able to just really write down everything and anything that I was experiencing at the time. Um, and interestingly, you know, when we had decided, when we had decided to, um, when we had decided to write the new record, um, there was no real, there was no real angle for me content wise, lyrically. Um, and I mean, not, not to, I mean, not to say that it was a good thing that I went through, but I mean, the silver lining is definitely that, you know, at the time we had this, you know, I had this outlet that was, you know, my guitarist, uh, the guitarist of the band, Nicholas Page, um, you know, he had started writing some really amazing songs, really emotive stuff. And we had discussed in the past to, to have a really present and, and, and full um, element of um, sort of like what you would find in a movie soundtrack to just really emotive, really big soundscapes. Um, and it, it, it just turns out that, at, I mean, at the time, you know, I had this really emotive and personal subject matter to just, to just pair up with this, with this music we're making. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a tremendous thing. Music, the, like, like I put it this way, you know, speaking to a few different people, you know, I feel like I'm, I am the person I am today and I'm, I'm out the other side and I'm better now because of my ability to have written those things down. It's similar like this. I'll put it this way. If you, if you've got something in your head, you're like, I know I need to do this, right? It stays in your head, stays in your head, stays in your head. But if you want to, if you want to forget it, you write it down on paper, Okay, you write it down on paper and you can just let go of it because you know it's on paper there. I don't need to remember that anymore. I've put it in my I've put it in my catalogue in my phone or I've I've put it in my diary or something. And that's that's just like what happened with these songs. I was able to write down, I was able to I was able to put my heartbreak on paper in these songs and then it just and then it just went. It's 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 tremendous it really is and it's it's been a huge part of my healing process so yeah no well congratulations mate on on finding a use for it to be frank mate because i think that's what we need to do whenever we experience tragedy or heartbreak to your exact point and look oh absolutely i've had mates that have gone through divorces and the stuff they've shared with me i really don't ever want to go through personally to be quite honest with you because i mean absolutely no it's not something you something you want in your life no way no that that's it mate and uh mate have you got kids I don't know. I'm, I'm fortunate. I'm only. I mean, I'm, I'm only still a young guy. I'm, I'm just. I've just turned 27. So, um, we 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 had been speaking about it, but yeah, I won't. I won't dive. I won't dive too much deeper on, on the. No, that's fair enough. Yep. There, but, yep. No, that's yeah, fair no, enough. Yep. No kids. No, nothing. Nothing in life to. Nothing in life to really. Cling me on to that person anymore. So, I'm able to just sort of wash my hands of it and walk away. All right. Well. As you say, mate, the silver lining is you've got a fantastic album or you've been inspired, if that's the right word, sorry. I don't yeah, know that's right. Saying, yeah, to create this so. wonderful album, inspired, mate. So, yeah. So, and, mate, you, you worked with Josh Schroeder, um, who has worked with um, Ghostbath on that truly bizarre album that they, they released. I can't remember the name of it, but I released it's, it. I, yeah, I, no, yeah, that's right. I reviewed it, and I didn't know. I think it's a self. I think it's a self-final release, maybe. Yeah, it's I wasn't sure about it. Look, I, I respect any artist <laughs> to do what they need to do, but it just sounded to me like so much like he, he'd listened to what Def Heaven were doing and then put his own truly unique take on it. Um, and then I started hearing Absolutely. things like the Top Gun soundtrack through it as well, and I thought, oh, God, what's this going on here? What have they done? <laughs> yeah. We, we spoke to Josh about it because I think uh, he was he was, he, he was 
I mean, his recollection of that experience recording those guys was really great. And um, I, I've only I've only heard bits and pieces, but is it is it true that the guy doesn't actually have any lyrics? He's just wailing on the tracks. Is that right? Um, I'm not sure. That would actually make a little bit of sense. Um, he yeah, I he, don't I don't think there's any lyrics. I think the guy literally on the tracks will just be making noise with his with his like ah, just yelling. Yeah, that's what he's doing. It's basically yelling. Yeah, there seems to be. There's another band called Boltzer, is it, or Blotzer, and there's an, another one called Manta, where they're just yelling. Okay. And look, yeah, I'm, wow. yeah I'm, I'm trying not to be critical of artists, mate, because we've all got our own creativity to mind, but my God, Absolutely. it's virtually hey, man, unlistenable. Power to them, indeed. It's, I, I, Absolutely. I try to be, I, I rarely give negative reviews, mate. I've done a ton of reviews this year, but I had to go there a couple of times. And on the Ghost Bath one, I just, I tried to be as objective as I possibly can. But the, the key thing is, mate, and with relative to your release here, mate, is the sound of the album is wonderful. So Josh has also worked with, that's the Ghost, Ghost Bath album, I should point out, but yep. Josh has also worked with In Hearts Wake, who are a wonderful band, and I think you guys have. have done some touring with them or done some shows with them. We have. Well, in, interestingly, yeah, in January, we're actually playing some shows with those guys. They're doing a, uh, they're doing a regional tour of Australia, uh, and they've asked, us to, they've asked us to come along and play some shows throughout New South Wales with them, which is going to be really great. So... Yeah, we've we've I mean we've we've been mates with those guys for quite a while. We've done tours with them in the past, and you know they're they're doing so great. We're so we're so stoked for those guys. You know they've just finished up a, a European headline tour and a, and a uh, American headline tour and stuff. Those guys are just they're on a they're on another wavelength now. And you know I just I look back on you know we we're just sort of kids sort of playing playing local shows together in Sydney, and and yeah they're just they're just going from strength to strength. And yeah, Josh. Josh is really fond of those guys as well. You know, um, he's 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 found himself very affectionate towards the Aussies. I must say. Good on him, mate. So how how did you connect yeah, no, with him? Was it was it through the In Hearts Wake connection? Um, no, not through In Hearts Wake actually. So our um our label uh, Face Down Records. Um, quite a quite a few artists on the on the label there have actually uh, recorded with Josh. Um, and it was first it was first put to us. Um, by our label A and R, Jason Dunn, who who said that every dealing every dealing he's had with Josh has just been fantastic in the past. And basically, we we had a few prospective um, producers lined up for the record. Uh, and what we did was we just we just opened line of communication uh, with a few different people and just started speaking to people and getting their vibe. And, and you know, for us, we really want to work with people who really understand our vision for our music and our, I guess, our sound. So, um, you know, we, we did speak with a few different people and oh, there, there was something about Josh. He just straight away latched straight onto it, loved the ideas, um, was, was, was quick to start, um, start, I guess, giving his own take on things, which, which showed us real confidence that he had, you know, he had an understanding of what we're trying to achieve um, which was just it just it just felt so right and honestly when we we went over there to Michigan um, you know I think it was April May this year uh, earlier this year to um, to do some recording over there and the whole experience was just fantastic uh, we've we've recorded with um, a producer by the name of Brian Hood in the past who I mean we we we'd only ever recorded a record with him in the past apart from singles and different bits and pieces here and there but we've done two records previously with a producer by the name of Brian Hood who actually no longer uh, produces bands anymore I'm sure you're aware of this 
this realm of, of um, producers releasing Kemper bundles and, and, you know, I guess empowering people at home to uh, to record their own material yeah, and things sure. like that. So yeah. he sort of moved into that realm. Uh, so he wasn't even an option anymore, which actually worked out to be really great because working with Josh um, was, <laughs> he was the polar opposite of, of working with Brian. Brian was very particular, uh, very, very clinical uh, and almost automated in a way that um, Josh just wasn't. Josh was living and breathing. He was, he, he wanted things to not be perfect. He, he thought that the, you know, the real emotion came out in the imperfections and the, um, you know, the real nature of the, the vocal take or the, or the guitar take. Or yeah, and I'd agree with that. Like that. I'd so, agree with him 100% yeah, on that, no, actually. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, it's, awesome. it's amazing. It's amazing to get such a fresh fresh take on it. Whereas with with um, with Brian, I'd be in the vocal booth and I'd do a take and, I'm you know, my voice might have, done, you know, buckled or done a little a little pop or something like that and, and Brian would be like, no, didn't do it perfect, do it again and, and our clean vocalist Michael would go in the booth and his voice would just do a little something it's like, no, not perfect, do it again whereas with Josh, the noticeable difference was sometimes things like that would happen and, and he would just be like, you know what, that was a bit funny but let's keep it, that sounds great Like, and in hindsight, you know some of these 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 little isms these little, I guess these, these human traits coming through in, in our vocal performances is actually what is memorable about tracks that I enjoy um, in many different ways. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely definitely a fantastic experience working with Josh. Uh, he's a super friendly guy and, um, mate, it was, it was honestly one of the best, rec- best, best experiences I've ever had in the studio. So. Oh, good no on you. Yeah. There, mate. Fantastic, yeah. Hey, good question to ask you then um, after, you, you know, we both agree that it's better to have a performance that reflects the emotion that's gone into recording the Absolutely. track. What did you think of the latest Suicide Silence album? So I'll tell you my thoughts after you, you give me yours, if that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Had to go I, there. If I'm, very, if I'm very honest, if I'm very honest, I maybe listened to, oh, I maybe listened to two tracks once um, and I was... See, it's interesting because I feel like there are some there are some genres. I get I get what you I get where you're coming from because I feel like that album is is very raw and very um, organic, I should say. But I feel like there's some genres of music where I guess being sounding mechanical and sounding really concise is a really great thing. For instance, Thyat is Murder. You know, um, I actually grew up with the drummer of Thyat is Murder, Lee. And he is just an absolute gun on the drums. So clin- like so clinical, so perfect in his uh, delivery live and in the studio. The guy is just out of this world. And I, I personally love that about that genre, how-, how mechanical it is, how it just sounds like a war machine. You know what I mean? Um, and I think I think that I think that was that was just lacking from the new Suicide Silence record. I just I didn't think that it, it sounded it, it sounded. Oh, how do I how do I put my finger on it? It just sounded a bit gluggy, maybe a bit even, um, maybe a little underproduced. I don't know. What are your thoughts, mate? What are your thoughts? Well, he, he's, I had a chat to Dan Kenny at the beginning of the year. Of course, he's Suicide's bass player, 
wonderful guy. And okay, great. We're, we're both big Metallica fans, so we're able to connect on that level. And I hadn't really had a good listen to the album when I had a chat to him. And I could hear he was a little bit apprehensive when we were talking about the album and like, you know, do you like it? What do you think? And I thought, well, look, I've heard the tracks that have been made available on Apple Music. And look, it sounds okay. To be honest, mate, I'm an old metal fan. So I'm I'm kind of used to the Ross Robinson thing. You know what I mean? From the Corn days and Sepultura. So I know what okay, Ross Robinson's cool. production sounds like. And I think if you hadn't had that, um, if you like, grounding and that experience listening to some of the albums that Ross has produced... Um, yeah, it's a complete right angle. But, mate, to me, it just sounds like a Ross Robinson-produced album. There are some left-of-center <laughs> moments, a bit of Sonic Youth moments, as I like to call them, throughout the okay. album. Um, but I don't... It, it was... I, I totally understand what you're saying. It, we, making the Die Artist Murder uh, comparison is a point that I need to make. I think that their drummer, Too Lee, is probably the best drummer we have in Australia at the moment. Having seen them Having live... Seen yeah. Watched, w- watching him perform at um, the Meshuggah gig here at the um, Tivoli in Brisbane in the Valley uh, before the before they, they are, came back. Sorry, start again. They are, were the they band. Back with, yeah, with CJ. Yeah, they came back with CJ. With CJ. The, I think that was his what third or fourth. <laughs> well, that's, I did a write-up for Metal Obsession about it, and that's what I felt it was. I thought it was a return to form, and he'd basically taken his place where he needed to be, CJ needed to be. And I don't know the guys. I've never met them, but... Um, that drummer, I tell you what, holy shit, was I impressed. He actually reminded me, mate. Yeah, absolutely. I can't give a drummer a better compliment than this, but he reminded me of the two Morbid Angel drummers, uh, Pete Sandoval and more particularly Tim Young. Um, he's just yeah, dead right. on. Yeah. You know, um, he's an absolute Unreal. weapon. Yeah, Tim Young, he's, he's a freak, isn't he? Well, if you know Tim Young, he's probably my favourite metal drummer of all time. Um, you know, his work yeah, awesome. hated I hated him. I met him when I was a little kid, mate, when I was about... When I was about eighteen, I met that guy, and I was like, "Oh, look at Tim Young." <laughs> That's wicked, mate. Tell me, tell me, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Tell me a story. Tell me a Tim Young story. A Tim Young story. Oh, geez, what was it? Soundwave, two thousand eight. I believe he was playing. Uh, oh, what was it? Is a band called? Oh. Well, like a rock band that he was in. It. Well, not a rock band, but they weren't certainly no, it was a death metal band. Were Divine they? Heresy, I think they were called. Okay, gosh, I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah. Is that the is that the is that the guy we're talking about, Tim Young? It would be, yeah. He's he's done a, a ton of stuff, and I have no, yeah. The uh, it was a, it was a side project that he did with team, uh, with Dino Cazares. Yeah, that's him, mate. Yeah, that's the one. Yep, yeah, spot on. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, didn't, I forgot yeah. about that project. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. no. I, I um, I mean, I was only a young guy then, but um, it was a oh, what was it? It was a it was a it was a Sydney it was a Sydney side wave. Um, actually, you know what? It was 2008, but obviously it was early in the year. I, I, I hadn't even turned, I hadn't even turned 18 yet, so I was 17 at the time. Now, as you said, it was a, it was a side wave for the band As I Lay Dying. Do you know As I Lay Dying? I do, mate. Yeah, not well, but I've certainly heard of the band. Yeah, yeah. So there was a, it was a Sydney side wave, and and um, all the Divine Heresy guys were just there attending. Um, and I actually got, I actually went up and I um. And I've got a photo with Tommy Vex, who was the front man of the band at the time. I've got a photo with, um, oh, I can't remember the bassist's name. Um, but I, I don't think Dino was there, but I, I got a photo with Tim Young. And the guy was just, the guy was such a beast. He was just completely ripped. And I was just freaking, looking at this guy, I'm like, man, you're an absolute monster. Um, and, mate, the guy, I'll tell you what, I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd actually, so it was in the forum. It's not called the forum anymore, but I actually snuck downstairs to the 18 plus area, which is where I saw those guys and I was able, so I was actually in a place I wasn't meant to be in when I saw them and got photos of them. 
so a little bit, little bit of photographic evidence that I was somewhere I shouldn't have been. Uh, but I'll tell you what, the, those blokes, they were absolutely pounding beers like the, like the thirstiest blokes you've ever seen. Um, and I had, I mean, I, I was there with, I was there with um, my mate Jeremy, who's actually the guitarist in my band now. Um, and yeah, we, um, you know, we're only young guys there. And I, I remember, I remember um, th- at that show, um, I actually did a mic grab from a band called Haste the Day. Uh, no, sorry, a band called Still Remains, a metal band. They broke up some years ago, but I actually did a mic grab uh, for this band Still Remains, and that is the first time that I can recall the first time I ever screamed. Aha! Uh-huh, right? Yeah, gotcha. It was just first, just one of those situations first, where just let's one do of those, this. Just one of those spur of the moment. So my first ever scream took place because I was front and center for this band that I used to love because I'd snuck downstairs to an 18 plus area um, and got a mic grab there. And would you believe it? Um, probably about, probably about 20 minutes after I got that mic grab, I was found out to have been in the wrong area and I got kicked out of the gig and didn't even get to see, uh, didn't even get to see as I lay dying. So didn't get to see off those uh, divine heresy guys either. But yeah, I mean, oh, um, yeah, no, that Tim Young, um, I, I remember he, he did some videos um, with Dino uh, playing some of those Divine Heresy songs. And I, I, that would probably be some of the first um, sort of like playthrough content I had seen. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the guy, the guy just, the guy has, I remember just thinking the guy just has the fastest double kicks I'd, like, I'd ever seen. Yeah, sure. they're inhuman. They're, I think Lee's not too far behind him, if not on par, actually, with him. Yeah, uh, you're right. You're after right. what yeah, I saw. Oh, he's just, <laughs> he's... Look, I'm a I'm a bass player by trade. I also play guitar. But um, look, I'm a big fan of drumming and percussion, so I do tend to pay very close attention to that at live performances because I think drummers either can do it, to be honest with you, or they can't. They struggle. But mate, I didn't yeah, just hear okay, him yeah, well. doing. I didn't just hear Lee doing it the night that I saw him at the Tivoli with Meshuggah. Mate, I heard him thriving. And um, look, just in his element. Yeah, mate, but it looked effortless, you know, for him. He had the Rob Rob Hurst from Midnight Oil forearm up. You know, he puts his forearm up. And sort yeah, of just yeah, brings does. it down, and it's like he's a, it's like he's a, um, he's a metronome, really, isn't it? I'm trying to find the, the visual yeah, reference for exactly a metronome. Right. No, he's, he's like a, he's like an actual robot for sure. Yeah, robot. Just there you go. It's robotic almost. Precision, just absolute precision. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible to watch. You know, so mate, let's go back to talking about you guys because look, you guys are already doing it overseas. There's no two ways about it. But I do feel as though you were tailor made for further success abroad, um, and and. We got another band. I think they're from Melbourne. Although I think this singer's from no, they're from Brisbane actually. But the singer's from Melbourne, and, and you probably know them. You might be be mates with them. But that's a version's crown, um, who I think are kicking goals. A version's crown, yes. Yeah, they're kicking goals. State yeah, side. they've just they've just signed. I think they just signed to Nuclear Blast. Spot on. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they released a killer album that's this it, year. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Sorry, but um, it's a, so heavy. Just massive, massive band. Yeah, they're, they're easily, for my money, they're the heaviest deathcore band around, along with uh, Rings of Saturn. Uh, guy, I mean, yeah, awesome. The guys in Rings of Saturn are good guys as well. Um, but, mate, um, what kind of promotion and touring are you planning on doing to, to support the album? Because it's got, it's got long legs, this album that you guys have released. Yeah, no, I, I mean, we think so too, mate. I mean, um, this album, I mean, I'm not sure if you've... I mean, you, you were saying that you've listened to this new record. I'm not sure if you've heard much of our previous material, but um, 
this this album for us is a, is a massive leap, mate. It's uh, it's on a different wavelength entirely. I think it's um, it has potential to build build the profile of the band, like you said, mate, at home and abroad, uh, much further than any of our previous material has. So, um, at the moment, we're building a team um, in the in the states, uh, which is looking really good at the moment to um, you know get some get some US tours happening uh, as well as potentially Europe. So. Um, it's really exciting. Um, obviously, the, the industry is very difficult over there, mate. You need to have the right key people in place, uh, pushing the band for tours and different bits and pieces like that. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think we're, we're in the driver's seat now with the new record. Uh, obviously, um, yeah, obviously, mate, it's just releasing releasing music is, is vital to any band. Um, and when we decided when we decided to release this new record, um, we definitely, I mean, we're definitely in the headspace that, you know, if, if we're able to create what we want to create, we know that it can, that it can take us pretty far. So, um, yeah, currently getting, getting things in place with that, currently talking to a few different promoters in Australia about doing some more Australian touring, um, which as I told you has been great, was great for us last year. We'll probably do it again a little later in the, uh, in the 2018, um, but yeah, mate. Just I mean, looking looking up, looking forward. There's there's plenty on the horizon. Um, I mean, there's there's even some prospect to tour to Japan as well. So, mate, very exciting. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of really good bands popping up in the states at the moment um, that are really I guess likened to what we're doing. So I think that I think the market, especially in the states, is is thriving for our our, our particular genre of music. So it's just a matter of getting over there and playing a gig in front of some people, mate. That's it. <laughs> no, I couldn't couldn't agree more, mate. And has there been some thinking along the lines of this is going to sound really corny, mate, but I don't know how else to describe it, like an Aussie invasion <laughs> thing, because there's so many great metalcore and deathcore bands from oh, Australia at the it's moment. Been, it's been it's been said so often. I mean, you know, like you know, uh, Parkway Drive. Um, Parkway Drive, North Lane, Diary's Murder. You know, even even the, the guys in Polaris. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Polaris. They've just released a great new album on on Resist Records. That's that's doing really great things for those guys. I, I I honestly think some of some of the best heavy music talent in the world comes from this country. I, I think I think Australian artists just really get it. I know there's something about just being away from all the hysteria of metal in some other countries. I, I, we we almost have to have to have a fresh spin on on the genre otherwise people just don't notice us because we're so easy to be ignored because we're so far away you know what i mean yeah no i agree we yeah, the conditions to... just seem right don't they well we tend to exist even with social media uh in uh, like isolation still um absolutely in, yeah. a lot of our ideas a lot of actually this is a good question to ask you musically speaking yeah. When you guys are forming ideas, is there a bit of a riff bank in the cloud that you draw ideas from that are deposited whenever they come about, or do you guys get in a rehearsal room and go, right, lads, or does your guitarist say, right, lads, I've got this riff, let's um, do this? Well, our, okay, so our, this, this is interesting because this process did change quite a bit um, from the last record to this one. So uh, in the past, we had had, like you said, a bit of a riff bank, a few, a few riffs that were sort of floating around, um, whereas this record... Um, this record, each song was written start to finish, um, unimpeded by any other song. So um, one song would be started and finished before any other song would be started on. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, it does make and, complete sense. But, yeah, yeah. But but all the but all the while, um, each each of these tracks has has had heavy heavy thoughts about 
the musical arrangement in terms of the post-production uh, and some of the symphonic sounds and the soundscape in general. Our, our, each track actually has a visual setting that is interpreted through the music, uh, which is something that um, I've, I've personally never heard of, uh, but I thought we'd implement that. It'd be a really good idea. So, you know, you know, like it's and we've and we've gone along that path with um, the sound of the music as well as the the lyrical content in some aspects, uh, as well as the visualization. So you 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 were making note of our music video for derailed, um, derailed. I mean, musically and lyrically is the personification of a, of a reckless runaway freight train. Um, and another single we just released called Fallout um, is. Uh, the, the visual setting of that track musically and lyrically is that of a burning house, which is symbolic of, I guess, of my, um, you know, of my trashed um, marriage. Um, so, um, yeah, we've, we, we, we definitely um, employed a few different, a few different, uh, a few different approaches with, with writing music for this record. A, a big thing was we, we wanted, I mean, on the whole, we wanted, this record to sound like metal music meets movie soundtrack, which I think we've accomplished. Um, and I just think, I think Josh, Josh Schroeder was the perfect producer to help us accomplish that vision. The guy's just got such a knack for, uh, for big sounds and a really vast soundscape. Uh, and I'm sure you, I'm sure you'll hear them on the record. No, I, I couldn't agree more in terms of the movie, movie soundtrack soundtrack reference it's definitely there and i think that's what gives you guys a bit of an edge actually is that i would never call it symphonic you know in the in the black metal sense but mate there is that depth that some electronic sounds could offer music and it's used very tastefully through your take on metalcore absolutely yeah that's right and i mean for, for our, our producer josh at the end of the whole recording process to say you know what guys the metalcore genre is is you know swarmed with so many different bands trying to nail down you know a sound or uh, a particular a particular style or whatever um he said that your guys record it just sounds like nothing i've ever heard from a metalcore band ever before so it's it's a really it's a really special thing to to i guess uh accomplish a sound and to to find a sound for ourselves that is unique from everything else that's out there and i think we've done it so mate i agree so how can people get in touch with you? I mean, obviously, there's social media and the like. So what what are the social media links that they can get in touch with you? Because I believe the album's due oh, to be released yeah. in the next few days. It is, yes. It's a, it comes out on a December 15th, so this Friday. Um, and, I mean, you know, the, the usual music links. So we're, we're on um, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and things like that. But in terms of music links, you know, you can, you can hear our tracks on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes. Pretty much any kind of any kind of music service that that people are using, you'll find our music on there. So it's a, it's an amazing thing, isn't it? The digital age where people can just punch in a <laughs> punch in a band name and have access to their entire catalogue. Look, it's not always been that way. <laughs> it's I all I, I enjoy. I, I really appreciate the digital age when a band like yourselves can rise above the rest of the crop. That's where I appreciate it. But there are a lot of bands that I think are very good. They get buried by all of the volume of information that's available out there. Um, oh, absolutely! Yeah, the, the the downturn is that everyone's fighting for that attention. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, but but mate, yeah. the point in, of this call or this discussion is mate that you do have a wonderful release. You know, you, you know, you do have a release that I think, as I mentioned earlier, has very long legs. You're going to be successful in the states, no doubt. You're successful in Europe, and you'll enjoy some success here, mate. So congratulations on the album. 
Um, Thank you, man. You know, good luck with it, really. I mean, I sincerely mean that. I think you guys have uh, a very bright future in store for you. You know, I mean, it sounds like you've got, you got a good head on your shoulders, mate. And I've watched a few of the videos that you put up there where you're talking with you. Is it your drummer that does the clean singing? Yes, yes, our drummer. So our drummer, he does our singing and I do the, the unclean screamed vocals, so... Yeah, gotcha. Well, mate, you know good it's fun. good fun, mate, and um, mate, good good luck on on the tours, mate. I really, I'd I'd love to see you guys do uh, like a long tour in the states and give you guys that kind of exposure over there because I know you got fifty, you got almost sixty thousand likes on your Facebook page, mate. But I think it'd just spike to, you know, some of these bands. Um, Miss May I? Levi's a fantastic bloke, actually. I mean, um, when when. They've got, I think, how many, God, I won't talk out of my ass because I don't know how many oh, Facebook they've got, likes they've got. No, they've got no, they've got quite, over, over like something like 500,000 or 600,000. That's what I thought, yeah. That's <laughs> what I knew was a couple of hundred thousand, so I think you guys need to be at that level because I think you've got the quality release. Oh, thank you, mate. No, I do appreciate that. And, um, you know, we've, we've um, I mean, we've obviously, we've obviously yet to have the album come out just yet, uh, but, mate, very high hopes for when people get their hands on it and can really sink their teeth into it. Uh, we've done really great with pre-orders and things like that, both in the states and in Australia. So, um, you know, we we have our we have our record, you know, on CD and on vinyl and all and merch bundles and all that kind of stuff uh, on a store here in Australia called Twenty Four Hundred, um, as well as um, you know some a few different carriers overseas. So, yeah, mate, it is very exciting, and obviously we're we're almost there. It's only a couple of days left, and um, mate, I do appreciate the kind words. Thanks, uh, thanks very much for that, and I appreciate you having a challenge. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and you are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. That was my conversation with Shane Carroll, one of the members of the band For All Eternity. Thanks so much for listening.